T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mr. Fryer, let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Someone wanted to talk to Herbie. His our friend, the grown-up himself, Anthony Gill. What you gotta say to Herbie? Herb, my guy, man. Congratulations. One thing that I learned from Herb that I will keep forever wherever I go in this business is Herb has the ability to create a fun, safe environment as an executive producer for ideas to grow and thrive. I learned that from her. When he's producing a show, he wants to make the host feel comfortable and he wants to make the environment of everybody else in that show to feel comfortable. And that's a skill I think every producer should be able to do is to get the best out of everybody that's working there Herb exemplifies that down to a T. So if you're, if you take anything away, any producers that are coming up after him or that I have listened to him over the years and continue to listen to him, wherever he goes, Herb, I love you, man. You're one of my best friends. You're my brother, and I appreciate you and all that you've done, not only for for me, but just at the score. You're a great man, man, and I appreciate you and I love you, man. Make me a bicycle clown. God. Anthony Gill's head's going to be huge after we used him in an open. Mr. Fry, let's get it! Face Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. Big Ant Heron will join me at 1 o'clock. We will ask him what he thought was important from yesterday's Super Bowl. I've got some thoughts on the game itself that I'd like to share. I want to talk about Zach Levine. I want to talk about DeMar DeRozan. I want to talk about the spotlight that will be put on the Bulls now that there's probably not going to be any baseball for a long, long time unless something dramatic happens. But when we come back, we are going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl itself. And we're going to talk about that halftime show. I mean, Snoop was out here flagrant yesterday. I see him. Full-size bandana. Just throwing it up. Ken Davis of the Under Center Podcast is going to join us next here on The Score. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I mean, admit it, when you heard this, you were like, wait, is Tupac here? Did they bring Pac in from Cuba? I know I was like, man, it's about to be crazy up in here. They said they had a special guest. He wasn't just 50 Cent. Was it Tupac? And then it wasn't. The halftime show last night. At the Super Bowl, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was well done. I thought it was very intricate. I also thought that Kendrick Lamar was the best part of it, but we'll see. I wanted to bring Ken Davis on. He runs the Under Center podcast over NBC Sports Chicago. D and Davis show back in the day, you know, when 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 D was still out here doing stuff, kind of left Davis all by himself. I mean, you know, just this whack. This is really whack type stuff. But all I see is my brother Davis. He is out here thriving. Thriving. And he joins me now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. <laughs> Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Mr. Davis, how are you, sir? Yo, what's going on, big bro? How are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Before we talk about the halftime show, because I know there's a lot for us to get into there, what was your biggest takeaway from the game itself? All right, real quick. Uh, I decided with the Tampa Bay game against the Rams that I would no longer root for Sean McVay because he almost let the GOAT back in. So I was rooting for Aaron Donald, but I felt like, I felt like, am I being wrong at Sean McVay for being conservative? Because sometimes, and I thought of Mike Marks in in the past Super Bowl when they lost to the Patriots, and how Mike Marks didn't take advantage of the running game and taking time off the clock uh, when you had uh, Marshall Falk, right? And I'm like, well, I can't be mad at uh, at Mike Marks but then be mad that Sean McVay won by being conservative. But it's like you went out, you went to Cabo, you got Stafford, and <laughs> us here in, in the North know that Stafford will give the ball up, but you went and got him, and you're supposed to be this offensive wonderkin. Prove it. But he won the Super Bowl, so I can't say anything. But to me, to be honest with you, and I was rooting for, even though I love Joe Burrow, I was rooting for the Rams because of Aaron Donald, Bob Miller, Jalen Ramsey, so on and so forth. But to be honest with you, I was really hurt by that call on Logan Wilson. Like, at that point, I could I didn't enjoy the game as much after that. And, I, it, he, yes, he held him, but I just didn't feel like it was egregious enough at that part of the game to give the Rams that opportunity. And that kind of – it kind of took a little bit of the wind out of myself for the game, to be honest with you. Okay, I, I can completely understand. It's weird, though, because if 
there were two there was one i think kind of borderline the one you're talking about and then there was the the egregious no call that that was that that happened earlier in the game and then other than that i felt like they did a good the officials did a good job of staying out of the way in this game i agree i mean see the the thing with and again i'm rooting for the Rams. i love some Jalen ramsey right but the thing with his call his no call i've seen it happen so I wasn't as uh, I wasn't angered, and I, maybe if I was like a diehard Rams fan, I would have been upset. But like sometimes, and I know people be like, "Well, you can't do this." Sometimes you gotta let them play, especially at the end of the game. I know a lot of times the NBA has detractors for that, especially when we were younger or whatever. But sometimes I just don't want the refs involved in a situation where you you really affected the outcome of that game with that call, and he held them. But it, to me, it, it, it is me. It's me. It just I, I love the game to a, to a point, but that kind of just messed me up, Lawrence. Let's talk about the halftime show. I, mm-hmm. I was looking forward to it. Like these are some of my favorite artists, and I also understand, like as an aging member of Generation X, that this was the our moment to be the old people at, at, at the halftime show. I thought it was really well done, and not surprising because Dre is meticulous in in the way that he wants things done. I walked away feeling like Kendrick Lamar was the star of the entire show. I thought he did a great job. What did you think? Well, it's funny. Me and Tony used to have discussions on Kendrick Lamar, and I call him the old head champion because I think us old heads, he's one of the younger rappers that we kind of we can we can accept and we love. Kendrick killed it. Um, I love Kendrick's part. Um, you look at you know some of the censoring of the song, and maybe people can get upset with that. I just love Kendrick and art and how he brings art to music and makes it breathe. So his part, by all means, was excellent. I could have, like, you brought up the Tupac. I don't know if I want to see the hologram, like you said, coming in from Cuba, maybe. I want to see, look, look, either it was was actually Tupac. I didn't want no hologram. I wanted, you know, I wanted to see if Dre had gotten Pac out of Cuba. That's all. And I also thought it, I thought it was interesting that Anderson Pac was playing drums. Uh, so you got your Pac, but without Pac. This is the thing, too. Now, we all know, as, as far as publicly, where Pac was with Dre when Pac passed. So it's always funny to me if having someone have my hologram or bring me from Cuba, who the last time we heard from you, you didn't really care for that person. But I would have loved it. I would have loved perhaps to see Daz and Corrupt and Snoop do some verses from Doggy Dog World. Um, I would have liked, because I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was as great as what it could be. Now, my expectations could have been too much because they couldn't just cater to me. Right. Being someone who grew up with that music, they're also trying to sell those songs and themselves to a larger audience, even though those people are on top of the world as far as how large they have been or are as artists. But Mary J. Blige Lawrence was the problem and the issue. All right. It's like, listen, don't you break the queen out. All right. And one, none of us are out here asking for family affair, Lawrence. I've been, I've been at your crib before Lawrence and never did I hear you say, put that family affair on. Like none of us that are Mary J. Blige fans are, are, are men. You know what I need? And then, and it's funny. I, I got into an argument with the old lady prior to the Super Bowl, And I'm like, at least let her do, do two songs and let her do, um, my life or let her do I'm going down and she's like she's not going to do a slow song and yes. then she does the the, the, uh, the no more pain nobody wants though if you don't put real love out here and I know 
this depends on who owns those songs and how you go about that and some of the reason perhaps people didn't. But, like, I need that break beat and that piano from Real Love at that second point, and I need the Mary J. Blige dance, all right? Even just if it's for four seconds, I needed that. It, we, we haven't had the queen on a stage that large, and I know it was Dre's moment, but go ahead and let Mary shine for two extra, four extra minutes or so. That's, that's just my opinion. I thought it was good, but I didn't feel like it was great. I, I'm with you on the mood change. Like, that's the problem, is that and I was joking about it on Friday's show. Like, I actually do want Mary to be happy. Like, and I know that that's <laughs> one of her songs. Like, I want her to be happy. I want the Mary J. Blige dance. And here's how I would have gone about fixing that. I, I, I think that she gave us the holleration and hateration, which is what we needed. Mm-hmm. I think that the second song has got to be her and meth. That way. Ooh, I, heard, I heard that. I heard that. Good one. You know, like that, that way you keep the vibe. Because it, mm. it, was, it was like a downturn in the vibe where we're having this turn up moment with Mary. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Mary likes to sing about being miserable. And that's why I wanted her to be happy. And I, I was I was joking about this with some friends this weekend. Here's where I'm at. And we're talking with Ken Davis of the Undercenter Podcast. You, you subscribe to that podcast because he does great stuff on the Bears. I need, at this point in her life, Mary to be happy. I want Adele mm-hmm. to be miserable at this point <laughs> in her life. Now, why? Why does it have to be miserable? Because why? the music is amazing. And then, and I know that she's in a good place right now, which is fine. And the last album came from the the breakup of her marriage, and it was excellent. All I'm Mm -hmm. saying is that with Mary being in her 50s, she gets to be happy. Adele in her 30s? No, you got to be miserable for a little bit while longer so that that we can get that great music out of you. So are you wishing upon her that maybe her and Maverick go through some rough times? That's not Maverick. It's um, Rich Paul. What's the Rich Paul? Her and Rich Paul go through some hard times. Yeah. Get this quality music. from. Okay. I'm hoping that they they go through some hard times and then figure it out. That's what I'm hoping for. And then the hard times will give us some music. But uh, you know what fascinated me about the performance? I kept wondering, and I imagine over the next few days, there are going to be a lot of great think pieces about the halftime show. I kept wondering if Kendrick was standing on his neighborhood in L.A. Mm. when he was uh, at the bottom of the stage. I, I kept going, man, did they really go that deep with it? That'd be dope. That would be that would be so dope. Also, you know what I found interesting? And I don't know if it was CGI, but when the young lady, and I'm blanking on her name, who gave that terrific rendition of the national anthem, oh, Mickey my Guyton? goodness. Yes. Oh, first of all, do they know who Janae Eco or whatever? Do, like no. When they had the camera on Mickey Guyton, it was like, that's not her. That's not when, her. When, when Mickey Guyton was out there singing and you looked at the, 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 the NFL seal, it looked like it was 3D. And I didn't know if that was CGI or if that was just how it looked. But that, like you said, that would be dope if that was Kendrick's neighborhood. And I loved it. But I'll be honest with this. I know that those buildings that they were in were epic and, and were like, it was like the old um, record store that Snoop's on, I believe uh, when uh, doggy style comes out and all that, but I would have hated to be on the other side of that stadium and not seeing what was going on inside of those houses. Like that to me, it, it, I, that kind of, kind of, it kind of bothered me a little bit, but also it's an extravaganza. And I know you may not want it to be, and I'm talking about those artists corny and be out there dancing with sharks like Katy Perry, not taking a shot at Katy Perry. Shout out to left shark. Still, 
is to still you could have you could have just raised it up the, the extravaganza part to me just up a little bit more and still done it in a hip hop fashion. I felt that it was so intricate that it's going to be days before we really know like how cool it was. I also mm-hmm. was wondering was he didn't have well he had his earpiece in was Dre actually handling the audio from the makeshift board because we know that he's a control freak and right. I kept wondering is he actually controlling how we're hearing the show which would be crazy and that was my thought when we were watching it we were both like wait is he running the board Why yeah he doing this and I mean if anybody else growing up with Dre you always see him behind the board in the first place. But if he was doing that, you know, kudos. I mean, he's one of the greatest. He's, he's probably the greatest hip-hop producer ever. I think you have to probably say that with how many acts have come from him and everything. But still, I, it was really good. And I, I know this. It couldn't be what us people who grew up with it before hip-hop became mainstream uh, radio. It couldn't be exactly what we wanted. Because one, like people wanted NWA to come out there. People forget when we were kids, NWA went platinum. They weren't doing that with radio sales because it was it was too crass for to be put on the radio. You know, so you can't Yeah, you can't come out there and play those songs. But I'll say this. I would have loved if they would have played the instrumental of, of one of those songs or two. And you didn't have to, you know, bring out Ren and Ice Cube, even though I made a mistake to see Cube. But again, I don't know who owns that music, but I would have kind of liked an old to that because it makes me go back to listen to easy in my room and my dad coming in hearing the the the, the uh, instrumental part of it and thinking oh you guys are jamming and then he heard the words and he was like turn that music off it <laughs> makes me throw me that <laughs> you know it, it would be my childhood so i i would have loved to get a little bit of that but you can't make everybody happy but like you said now that we are the old heads get you know give us a wink to what what was our hip-hop too the the problem here, well, first of all, I don't think Ice Cube could get into the building because, you know, he didn't take that jab. Secondly, right. <laughs> secondly, the, the group of artists that they had, their catalog is so vast that it's like, how do you choose? It, it, it kind of made sense to for a Super Bowl for M to do lose yourself. Like it, yeah. it, it makes sense to that, but I mean his his catalog is so vast. The, right. the choices that you could make with here, here's here's what it comes down to. Any one of those artists could have done the halftime show by themselves with bringing mm-hmm. in like a guest here or there. But then you put all of them together and it becomes, well, what are you going to choose? Like what which one what m- melody are you going to play and how are you going to how are you going to make all of this stuff work? And that's where I think you're completely right, where we love Mary. And if Mary was out there doing her own thing for 30 minutes, it would have been totally fine. But Mm -hmm. we got happy Mary, and then we got sad Mary, and that's not great. (laughs) So I I was thinking this. I have to wait till it goes back to the Meadowlands in like a decade to get my Mary J. Blige centered as the headliner, perhaps, and is, is Puffy going to be running that one? Is, is that how Jay Z's going to hook it up? But I, and I, I, the points that you brought up, I think a couple of those artists we will see as the headliner. I think Snoop may get the chance, it may get the chance. I would hope before she gets too old, and not to say that she still couldn't do it, that Mary will get the chance to headline it for what she has meant to hip hop R and B. You know, like it just. Oh my goodness, man! That ba- when Rick with Love came out, how you felt? It's almost it's not as great but it's almost akin to poison. Like my son knows 
when Poison drops by BBD. Like it's just, it's still that epic. And real love is close to that. And I just would have loved a little bit of real love. Did you? I, I don't know if anyone cop the the Buster Rhymes album, the last one that he dropped, but he did a, an incredible sample of Poison on his last really? album. Mm-hmm. Okay, I forget the okay. name of the song, but it's track number five. It's he he rapped over the like the whole record. It, and that's it, extension level of number. I forget the number, but that's a, that think, was an extension level album. Yeah, I think it was extinct, okay. extension level two. And, okay, and he okay. he combined that with, it's weird, because he did like a mashup between Poison and Pass the Cavassier. Mm. But the yeah, way okay. that he used, that he sampled it was incredible. It's that's the, Put that on the list of things that you'll check out later on today. Uh, before I, I let you go, we we just going to let Snoop just do what he was doing all day up there looking like a bandana. Like, if you if you were a L.A. blood yesterday, watching that. It is what it is. Apparently. It, it is was, what it is. It, it's big crip out there. You got to deal with You know what it is. Like, hey, listen, the, it's, it's funny. This is another conversation I had with, with Tony, uh, Tony Gill. Um, and he was talking about Snoop, and I was like, Snoop is Hugh Hefner level of you really can't touch him. No, nope. you know, like he gets like for Snoop to come out and say what he said about Gail King and still stand next to Martha Stewart, you can't really touch him. You know what I'm saying? So I'm unfortunately blood. You just kind of got to deal with it. And look, they still got Kendrick there. That's you know true. What I'm I mean, so you still got you still got you know an affiliated member of the ops. Uh, out there, but it, it is what it is with Snoop, man. You guys got to deal with it. Hilarious. He literally threw it up like on stage. <laughs> and a certain portion of America knew what was going on and then a portion yes. of it did not know what's going on, and that's totally fine. Code switching is key. Ken Davis, sir, I appreciate your time, and, and thanks so much for being on the show. Continued success with the Under Center podcast. Thanks, bro. Shout out to Herbie, man, on his exit. Wish him nothing but greatness. And shout out to everybody at the school, man. I appreciate it, Lawrence. Anytime. That is Ken Davis of the Under Center Podcast over at NBC Sports Chicago. He's done a great job with that podcast. You need to check him out. I want to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about Joe Burrow. And I want to talk about what it means for Joe Burrow to get to the Super Bowl. I'll explain next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I watched the football life of, of Kurt Warner, you know, last week when we had a little uh, little break. And, you know, I kind of thought about this in the locker room and when they, they lost one. And, you know, later in, in within the documentary, they said, or he said that, you know, they, they let it sting too much they did, that they didn't celebrate what they accomplished. So, you know, we're going to, obviously it stings, but, you know, we had a great year. Didn't come out this last game the way we wanted to, but I think, you know, we still have something to celebrate. I can feel it. I mean, they've done deep cover yesterday. Woo! I was hoping that they would play that. I mean, that would have that was the introduction of Snoop Dogg. That would have set it off right. That was Joe Burrow talking about his Super Bowl experience, him losing the game. I feel like Joe Burrow came out as a big winner in the entire postseason, which was a huge win 
for the NFL overall. By the way, I'm Lawrence. Thanks for listening to the show. That other voice you heard is the voice of Brandon Fryer. He is in charge of operations until we name a successor to Herb Lawrence, of which Brandon is one of the candidates. So just to be completely transparent, but he's holding down the show until we figure the rest of this stuff out. So you'll be hearing him throughout the show because it's an open mic and we allow our producers to speak when they got stuff that they want to say and get off their chest. It's how we believe it should be. Joe Burrow came off as the dude that you want to be like throughout this entire postseason. Like he came off as the cool dude that he was when he was at Ohio State, the cool dude that he was when he was at LSU. I think that Joe Burrow can be a lot of different things to different people. And he's probably going to find that out over the next few months as he gets ready. I'm not certain that his team will be as lucky as they were this past season to get back to the Super Bowl. Getting back to the Super Bowl is how long has it been since Aaron Rodgers been to a Super Bowl? Wasn't the last Super Bowl he was at the one he won? How long ago was that? 10 years ago? 2010. 12 years ago? Matthew Stafford now has as many Super Bowl rings as Aaron Rodgers does? Correct. So you might not make it back. It actually is, the chances are that you won't make it back. But there was something that I kept thinking about with that guy's like cult of personality and the way that he played. Like if you look at his numbers from last night, they were, they were good. 22-33-263, a touchdown. Remember they did their own like halfback pass for one of the touchdowns too? I thought that he handled it. He handled this entire run incredibly well. And he comes away as being really likable, admirable even. What I think is interesting about Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, and part part of it is that organization, how that organization has been run, and how that organization will probably continue to be run. Do you know that the Bengals had to go out early to L.A. to practice? Do you want to know why they had to do that? Because they don't have their own bubble. They don't have an indoor, an NFL team doesn't have their own indoor facility. The Bears have the Walter Payton Center. If the if you're going to go play in a, a dome environment or a warm weather environment, you don't want to be practicing in 20-degree weather outside. What I like about what's happened with Joe Burrow is they made their choice as an organization. And again, I understand that this is the Bengals and they don't have a lot of options. But as an organization, they said, we are going to draft this guy. He is going to be our quarterback. And we are going to let him help guide the next part of it. The next year, after they, they draft Burrow, there's an opportunity there. They could have drafted Panay Sewell, which probably would have upgraded their offensive line. But Burrow was like, mm-mm. Go get me Jamar Chase. We will win games for you. And they bought into that 
Also, I mean, it wasn't like they were picking Jamar Chase out of obscurity. Like, he was clearly one of the best receiving prospects coming out in the draft. But he goes and gets him. Chase struggles. Remember in the preseason? When he struggled, he couldn't catch the ball? Joe's right there with him. Like, we're going to keep going back to you. We're going to keep giving you chances. You're going to make an impact on this team. Some franchises have to do it that way. And I think there's some fear when it comes to the concept of allowing a quarterback to kind of guide your organization, a young quarterback at that. But I do think that there need to be degrees of it. And my hope, the whole reason I'm talking about Joe Burrow this way is because I really like him, number one. And number two, I hope that there is enough of a template there with new Bears management that they do give some agency to Justin Fields. That it's, it's not just lip service. If they believe, now if they don't believe, that's a whole different story. But if they believe that he's their guy, then they do need to allow for there to be space to grow. And one of the negatives I thought of this first year with Fields, with, with Nagy and Pace, is that they kept trying to go a quarter of the way or halfway with it. And they would have been better off either allowing that man to, making that man sit a whole year, or just saying, you're the guy, let's go. From the word go. And I hope that some teams look at what Joe Burrow, with his own self-confidence that he has an abundance of, and the confidence that the franchise put in him, the things that he was able to accomplish. I wish him a lot of luck. I think that dude is, is incredible. And he's a good guy to try and follow if you're a young player that's trying to figure out how can I take what I consider to be slights? How can I get better and use that to find myself on the game's biggest stage? Big Ann Heron is going to join me. We're going to talk about the game, the halftime show next here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.